0: News. It's one o'clock, I'm Richard Pine. The headlines. Infectious disease experts are calling for a re-tightening of social distancing measures at restaurants after a surge in local COVID-19 cases. The central government's new Office for Safeguarding National Security has been officially opened at a temporary location in a Causeway Bay hotel. And Democratic Party lawmaker Ted Hoy faces a censure motion over a phone-snatching incident at LegCo two years ago. An infectious disease expert on the government's COVID-19 advisory panel says social distancing measures must be tightened at restaurants again in view of the surge in local coronavirus cases. Many of the new patients were staff or customers at a number of restaurants. Restrictions were relaxed at eateries last month, but University of Hong Kong microbiologist Yun Kwok-yung says those he visited recently were crowded and staff seemed relaxed about infection control measures. Wendy Wong reports.
1: Professor Yun said there was no scientific basis for excluding restaurants from the ban on gatherings of over 50 people. He also pointed out that it was easier for the coronavirus to spread indoors when people removed the masks to talk and eat, but that transmission was less risky outdoors due to better airflow. Another expert, David Ho from the Chinese University, backed Professor Yun's view on the importance of controlling the number of people indoors. He told RTHK the measures should be tightened as soon as possible to break the chain of coronavirus transmission in the community.
0: An employer's group says foreign domestic helpers should not receive a salary when they undergo mandatory quarantine after arriving in Hong Kong. This comes after the government announced that foreign domestic helpers will need to test negative for COVID-19 before they're allowed to enter the city and they must be quarantined at a hotel for 14 days. The chairwoman of the Hong Kong Employers of Overseas Domestic Helpers Association, Betty Young, also urged the government to consider subsidising the cost of helpers staying in hotels for less well-off employers.
1: We... I want to ask the Labor Department to make it very clear that when they come to Hong Kong, when they stay in a hotel, they have no work. I think the government should talk to the Philippine Council that no pay, that means uh, when they have no work, uh, the employer is entitled not to pay them, just like the local laborers. Otherwise, you are discriminating or unfair to the local laborers. The local laborers, if they are not working, their employers will not pay for them.
0: The central government's new national security office has been opened in Kuo Zui Bay, with the Metro Park Hotel serving as a temporary base. An opening ceremony was held amid tight security, attended by the chief executive Carrie Lam and former CEs CY Leung and Tung Chi Hua, as well as liaison office head Luo Hoi Ning and other top local and mainland officials. Water barriers were placed around the building, and nearby roads were closed. Former senior civil servant Rachel Cartland has announced she's stepping down as a guest presenter on an RTHK radio program, citing concerns over the new national security law. Mrs. Cartland, a former assistant director of social welfare, told RTHK's Backchat program she was most concerned about the article against subversion, where it was an offense to undermine the Hong Kong government.
1: Now, that seems to me to be something that we could be potentially accused of quite often. So either we're not going to have robust discussions because we're going to be worried about that, or else we may be doing something illegal. And then the government came out, and I hope that they were going to be very reassuring. But instead, one of the first things that was done was to advise people not to say a particular slogan, and then the priority task given were to review books in public libraries and to review books in school libraries, which really isn't that reassuring.
0: A LegCo probe has found that Democratic Party lawmaker Ted Hoy should be censured over a phone-snatching incident in 2018. An investigation committee substantiated allegations that he acted violently and showed no respect to a Security Bureau official when he snatched her phone and took it into the men's toilet. The staffer was reporting on the whereabouts of legislators at the time. The committee also said Mr. Hoy had tarnished LegCo's reputation and failed to fulfill public expectations of a legislator. He was found guilty of common assault and two other offences by Eastern Court last year and given community service and a fine. According to the basic law, a lawmaker could be disqualified if a censure motion is backed by two-thirds of the LegCo members present. Meanwhile, a LegCo investigation has decided against censuring DAB lawmaker Holden Chow. In 2017, Mr Chow was the deputy of a LegCo committee probing the then-Chief Executive C.Y. Leung for a possible conflict of interest over his acceptance of $50 million in a deal with the Australian engineering firm UGL. Mr Chow was found to have allowed Mr Leung to change his own proposal for the scope of the investigation. The chair of the Investigation Committee, Abraham Sheck, says Mr Chow's behaviour didn't breach LegCo rules or his oath. While Mr Joe's behaviour might have impacted on
1: the public perception of members, his behaviours are not sufficiently grave as to the amount to contempt of the functions and powers of LegCo, nor to bring shame on LegCo, and his behaviour are not of such gravity as to undermine the public confidence in LegCo
0: and its members as a whole. The Ombudsman says there was a surge in complaints in the past year, with the number of cases almost quadrupling compared to the previous year. Between April 2019 and March this year, the office received over 19,000 complaints, compared to just under 5,000 the year before. But in its annual report, it says more than 80% of the cases were closed due to insufficient grounds or legal restrictions. The office says despite the influx, it was able to meet targets with 93.5% of pursued cases concluded within three months and 99.3% concluded within six months. The World Health Organization has acknowledged there's emerging evidence that the coronavirus can be spread by tiny particles suspended in the air. On Monday, an open letter from more than 200 scientists accused the WHO of underestimating the possibility of airborne transmission. A senior official, Benedetta Allegranzi, said such transmission couldn't be ruled out in crowded, closed or poorly ventilated settings, but she told a briefing in Geneva that more research was needed. We acknowledge that there is emerging evidence in this field and therefore we believe that we have to be open to this evidence and understand its implications regarding the modes of transmission and also regarding the precautions that uh, need to be taken. The Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro says he isn't surprised that he's tested positive for coronavirus, as he likes to be among the people. But he insisted his symptoms were mild and said he was now feeling fine. Mr Bolsonaro has repeatedly dismissed the severity of COVID-19, which has killed more than 65,000 Brazilians. Here's the BBC's Katie Watson.
1: I don't think the irony has been missed by many Brazilians. There's a lot of people who have criticised him throughout this crisis and who feel that it's a comeuppance. He has joked about it, said that because of his athletic history that he probably wouldn't get many symptoms. He's even joked in the past that maybe he might have got it but he would never have noticed. So were all these rumours swirling that maybe he had had it in the past but now, of course, the rumours have been confirmed. He does have it now. It's not a joke, though. This is the leader of a country in crisis.
0: The United States has officially begun the process of withdrawing from the World Health Organization. Donald Trump has accused the UN agency of mishandling the coronavirus pandemic. Washington says it'll leave the organization in July next year. But this could be overturned if Mr. Trump isn't re-elected, as the BBC's David Willis explains.
1: The presumptive Democratic rival for President Joe Biden has said that he will reverse President Trump's decision and he will rejoin the World Health Organization if he's elected. But President Trump, of course, has been highly critical of the organization. He believes it is biased towards China and that it didn't issue sufficient warning about the spread of the coronavirus.
0: Donald Trump has urged U.S. schools to reopen on schedule for the next term in August and September, saying it was important for the country. Despite a rise in the rate of new coronavirus cases in many states, Mr. Trump said he would put pressure on governors to ensure that schools opened. He said some had closed for political reasons. Mr. Trump strongly criticized a decision by Harvard University to switch to online courses for the next academic year.
2: I think it's ridiculous. I think it's an easy way out. And I think they ought to be ashamed of themselves. And uh, probably others are doing that. That's called the easy way out. I don't know if people are helping them. I guess their endowment's plenty big. They don't have any problem with that.
0: Police in the Netherlands say the discovery of seven sea containers converted into makeshift cells and a torture room has led to the arrest of six men. The raid was carried out before the containers could be used. Here's the BBC's Anna Holligan.
1: This chilling discovery offers an insight into the increasingly brutal Dutch criminal underworld involved in the production and global trafficking of drugs. A video released by police showed heavily armed officers blasting open a warehouse door and finding the improvised prison furnished with a dentist chair and tools, including pliers, hedge cutters, scalpels and handcuffs. Another six containers were allegedly turned into cells where people could be tied up.
0: Scientists in Norway have found it may take decades to see the impact of large-scale cuts in greenhouse gas emissions on surface temperatures. The researchers analysed the effect of rapid reductions in different emissions, such as carbon dioxide and methane. Here's the BBC's Matt McGraw. One problem facing scientists in detecting a response from the earth to carbon cuts is that the CO2 gas keeps warming the atmosphere for centuries after it's been emitted. Another difficulty is natural variability, with some years warmer and some colder. Researchers say that this could mask or enhance any cooling effect. Taken together, these factors make it unlikely that scientists will be able to see any drop in temperatures in response to emissions reductions before 2035. The authors say there are no short-term fixes in the fight against climate change. The battle will go on for decades. To stocks a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,025. That's 55 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $99 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.58 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 12 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 73 cents. Now to sport, here's Adam Chung.
2: International cricket returns today with a three-match test series between England and the West Indies. Today's match in Southampton is the sport's first competitive action after play stopped for four months because of coronavirus. England's regular captain Joe Root is away on paternity leave, meaning Ben Stokes is leading England for the first time.
0: It's all about going out there and doing you know, what I normally do, which is to try and influence the game as much as I possibly can. Um, so that won't be changing. Uh, it, you know, a big difference is obviously um, making decisions under different types of pressure, which we know that test matches can throw at you. Um, but I've got experience to, to look back on um, from being, you know, a senior player to Joe, who's, who's very open and, and asks opinions from other people around him. Um, and also having the, the experience of what he's done in situations like that. Because I'm sure it's not all going to be plain sailing, but um, really looking forward to the challenge as well.
2: Chelsea have gone above Leicester into third in the English Premier League. Goals from Olivier Giroud, Christian Pulisic and Tammy Abraham gave Chelsea a 3-2 win at Crystal Palace. Manager Frank Lampard says he would have liked his team to win more comfortably.
1: We had chances to finish the game and we're a bit sloppy with our finishing or the final pass and um, we got a bit of luck at the end, we got a bit of luck. Sometimes I welcome that though because I've had games this season where it's gone against us so maybe we deserved it and at this point three points is the critical thing.
2: Jamie Vardy rescued Leicester's Champions League hopes with an equaliser five minutes from time in a one all draw at 10-man Arsenal. It was a hard-earned point for Brendan Rodgers. Leicester side, their fourth in the table, four points above Manchester United who have a game in hand. I think it's a really, really important point for us, I think, just to keep our momentum going. It's always going to be tough coming to here on the back of how Arsenal were playing and the confidence that they've been shown in their game. But I thought that we came here and played it, in particular second half, played really, really well. And, uh, yeah, delighted with that. A spectacular overhead kick from Danny Wellback gave Watford an important 2-1 win over Norwich. Nigel Pearson's Watford have gone four points above the relegation zone.
1: It's a fantastic finish to, to get us the win. We've not been at our best, but what we have done today is found strength some, from somewhere to deal with it. And I think the players will... Well, they should enjoy it, but but also I think for them, um, they'll reflect on on doing a job where they knew they were under pressure. And I'm pleased for them. I'm really pleased for the players today.
2: One more defeat for last place, Norwich will see them become the first team this season to be relegated from the Premier League. And that's your look at sports.
0: To end the news, the top stories once again, infectious disease experts are calling for a retightening of social distancing measures at restaurants after a surge in local COVID-19 cases. The central government's new office for safeguarding national security has been officially opened at a temporary location in a Causeway Bay Hotel, and Democratic Party lawmaker Ted Hoy faces a censure motion over a phone snatching incident at LEGCO two years ago. The news from RTHK.
2: i mm-hmm.
1: citrus and cinnamon Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Nori Near, this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday the 8th of July is today's date. Many thanks to Phil for this morning's morning brew. And we do have a busy show for you. Just after half past one, we'll be talking to certified executive coach, Shirley Adrain, who's the founder and the CEO of Career Catalyst Group. And we'll be talking about people looking for work and wanting to change how they work and possibly starting a new career. Um, we'll be chatting about that in about 10 minutes or so. So feel free to join us on our Facebook page, Noreen Meir on RTHK Radio 3. Or you can drop us an email, 123 show at rthk.hk and uh, after the 2.30 news Cruz and McCallaghan is in uh, for this week's midweek audio column and this week Cruz will be talking about neon signs which is a classic part of Hong Kong's urban landscape and do get in touch with us feel free to drop us an email our email is 123show at rthk.hk that's 123show at rthk.hk you can also find us on
2: Facebook which is Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3.